on as the season draws to a close. Welcome to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. A few months after we talked about for a possible merger between the two, the Ospreys and the Scarlets face each other for a place in the Champions Cup next season. Osprey's captain Justin Tipperick. Yeah, he couldn't make the league, could he? But um, no, it's just it's one of them things, and I think it's a good way for both sets of fans now to, to get out there and show what it means. Dean Ryan becomes director of rugby at the Dragons with a positive message. We've got to look at how we, we make the best of the academy region and how we make the best environment for them to come in. Because I think opportunity here. Well, Wales under 20s head off to the World Rugby Under 20s Championship with a nice mix in the squad. Quite a balanced team of boys who could still be part of this programme uh, next year as well. So it's quite balanced from that point of view and all the regional experience is great. Under 20s coach Gareth Williams later. We'll start with a game which is hugely important, but which sort of creeps out of nowhere. The playoff game in the Guinness Pro 14 for a place in next season's Champions Cup. Saturday evening at the Liberty Stadium. Ospreys against the Scarlets. And a big game for Ospreys captain Justin Tipperick. A lot on it, considering you know when I get to go in European Champions Cup is, uh, is where both teams want to be. So... So when it takes off. What's it been like the last few weeks? It's, it's been unusual not knowing the tactic, the game plays like certainty. Yeah. Since judgment day, what's it been like? Hasn't been ideal. Not know when when you're going to play or if you're going to play in our situation. But it's uh, at least now we all know where we are and can just concentrate on this week on uh, on the game in hand. And the local rivals uh, on Saturday night Liberty. Good way to finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not bad. So you know, um, hopefully, you know, both fans can. So the fans can get out there and support their team to finish off the season. You've got me involved in it this year. Next season, how important is it to be involved in that Champions Cup for the Ospreys? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, been, it's been difficult, obviously, um, you know, not being in it, considering the Ospreys, obviously, history is a big part of, uh, of us as challenging that Champions Cup and to not be in there is difficult, but hopefully we can get back in there and uh, stay in it as well. Two months ago, they were talking about the Australian Scarlets Blues, <laughs> and now you're playing each other for a Champions Cup. It's funny how things work out, isn't it? Yeah, you couldn't like the really, could you? But um, no, it's just it's one of them things, and I think it's a good way for both sets of fans now to, to get out there and show what it means to them supporting their, their team, really. And I think hopefully we'll have a good crowd, and then we can put on a good show from both sides. Given the uncertainty of the last few weeks, and given what you've got coming up over the summer and obviously going into September. Would it have been nice just to have known, known when you were going to come back, know what was going on just a little earlier? Yeah, of course it would have. Yeah, it would have. It would have been uh, a lot easier. But um, I think that's that's uh, rugby for you, and uh, it's probably the way the the league uh, has slightly worked. What about the fans? Just in the tickets seem to be going quite well. How big a difference is that going to make? Yeah, it would make a massive difference for us. Obviously, having the support, I think they've been great throughout the season, considering everything they've had to go through. It's been tough for them just as much as it's been tough for us. So, you know, uh, I think they probably want to get down there and support this, especially this last game. Wing George North admits is not a game he expected to be playing in. Quite an unexpected way to finish, I imagine, after all the, the hype and the wait. But no, it's for us, it's, it's a game looking forward to. You know, what's at stake for us now? In the last part of the season, we're in a, a good place momentum-wise. So for us to finish like that uh, with the game at home, with, uh, with the Champions Cup, Available is, is a wicked game to finish with. At the end of the season, and it'll start a busy summer. I mean, 
yeah well up until now we didn't really know yeah. where you'd be and stuff so it's um, nice that boys know when we're playing and then when, when your time off is now so um, yeah it's a case of big focus this week uh, we train well trying to get your head away head down before a big old summer that World Cup camps are so intense it's nice to do anything that's not rugby you know so keep myself in, in shape you know but try and do some of the other training apart from rugby training so get out on the pedal bike mountain bike and yeah just generally just try and switch off away from it really so when I come back to it you're full fat milk into it. Can we see in that Blues game just how much this, this means to you the determination to get it over the line? I think so I think certainly you know the the season as a whole has been, I think, positive. We've had ups and downs along the way, but you know we're coming out on, on top when we when we need to. You know, and these big games are count. You know, and we need to win these big games to get to the big leagues as well. I think that certainly is one coming up this Saturday. For yourself, first season back in terms of rugby and keeping your body in one piece and all the rest of it. How's it gone? Apart from broken hand, it was going well. <laughs> no, it's been good. Bit of a bit of a learning curve again. Just coming back into it, sending back into it. But um, you know, I've really enjoyed it. The boys here have been brilliant. The way it's worked with the coaching staff and rotating and time off and conditioning weeks and taking care of me has been really positive from my point of view. So it's exactly why I came back and you know hopefully now these are the games that you want to you want to thrive in on. So um, I think yeah, as I said, the boys are just chomping for Saturday now. I care and thought just how different has it been being here as opposed to being in Northampton? The League of Premiership is is a big old machine, you know, a big old um, momentum, you know. When when then that slog now, I think if you look. I think it's that fourth to eighth. There's only a few points in that, you know. So the the pressure, the the, the week in week out is big ask, you know. And you know, Pro 14 is is a, is a different league completely. Again, you know, now we come down to this when we're getting we have to wait two or two three weeks to get a fixture to what know what we're doing. It shows how competitive the Pro 14 is coming as well, you know. But certainly that Premiership is a, is a tough league. Well, Osprey's coach Alan Clark relishes every opportunity for a Welsh derby. The Derby football has been fantastic all season in the couple of years I've been here and no doubt it'll be another tough affair on Saturday. Uh, you look at the games between the two sides over the last couple of years, they've been one-score games, so we're under no illusions, the level of performance that the, it's going to be required on Saturday night. Given what happened a couple of months ago when the Osprey was going off the field, should it now be that this game has come up at the end of the season? How do you reflect on that now? <laughs> I suppose... <laughs> You couldn't write the script any other way, could you? I like it. About focusing on what we do well, obviously playing the Scarlets. They're good men down there as well. Come across a few of them. I have a lot of respect for what they've achieved. But I know we've got a good team also, and the battles on the field will be immense. There's a real buzz within our squad. We've come off four wins in the bounce since the Six Nations period. We've really come up on the rails to get into this position, and we want to ensure that... We don't trip ourselves up on the way. To be in this position with the wins after what happened in March, what made you talk? What does that say about the squad and the region? It says a lot for the squad, a lot for everybody associated with the Ospreys. And to remain focused, become galvanised, if you like, you know, to win against the Dragons, to go to South Africa and do what we did in South Africa. And it's not lost in us, and we didn't say too much about it, but that's we went to the Cheetahs kept them to two scores. No team had done that for two years. We went to the Kings and inflicted their worst home defeat ever. So it wasn't just getting the wins, it's how we went about our business. We've been putting points on the board. The last time you two played in the two, there's an awful lot of kicking both teams. Are we going to see something different this time, do you think? It'll be interesting. We scored a lot of tries recently. 
it's easy to say that you're going to go in with a running game, but you've got to judge momentum. What we have, we've been smart with how we've played, and on occasions when we need to kick, we kick. And the importance of that is that we kick well and we chase well. Our style at the moment, we know what we're about, and it's been the best we can possibly be on Saturday evening, the best version of ourselves individually, as units and as a collective, importantly, to impose our game on the Scarlets. When you look at the way you finished the season and the strength of those results, was that merger talk something that you've you've been able to use positively in the end? I think it's like anything in life. You realise or you feel that you're maybe close to the, the end of something that's special. Maybe you knock off the shackles a little, to a little degree and you embrace the opportunity, the moments that we have in this world because we're all very fortunate to be involved in it. You know, you look at the honours board here to my left, a club with maybe not the same history as some other clubs, but history in terms of the trophy cabinet has been exceptional. History in terms of representation for the, the Welsh squad and other squads has been exceptional, both at youth level, age grade, and senior in particular. And you very much want to be part of that and the fear of this place not existing as its own entity in the Ospreys. It's too special for me and I'm only here two years. So I can only imagine what that's brought out in the players. And the Ospreys for me, it epitomises where the Ospreys is positioned in Wales. Who are our supporter base? And people from the mining community as it was. People I've met up in Ostrogunlice. People from Tata Steel, people from Neath and Swansea. There's a resoluteness about the people of this area. That honesty and that fight and that directness are real strengths of the area, and I think the Ospreys reflects, reflects the DNA of the area, and it's something that we want to embrace. And you know, I know the boys are very proud of running out into the Liberty, and you know, I know we're desperate to put on a big performance on Saturday evening. Of course, this game was confirmed when Saracens beat Leinster in this year's Champions Cup final. The alternative would have involved the Blues in a couple of weeks' time if all results had gone that way. Scarlet's coach Wayne Pivax pleased to know what's in front of them. Part of me was wanting Saracens. The other part of me was wanting um, Leinster to, to give ourselves some more time and then potentially getting two Welsh sides in Europe. So it's a funny one, really, but it is what it is. It's the 18th and... Yeah, unfortunately, some of those guys won't quite be ready in time. In a bit of an unusual situation, having to wait to when you play, what would be three weeks, not knowing exactly when the game was till Saturday night. How have you prepared the team and how difficult has it been? We've uh, given them a, a few days off, and the first week after the Dragons game, they, they came in for a couple of days, then built up to three days, and then we've thrown some contact in. But I don't think you can go a month of rugby without contact, so we've done a, <laughs> we've done a bit of that. And now this week is a normal full week, so just built up gradually to it. and. You know, talked about the importance of the game and the players are well aware of that. We've got a proud history in, in the top echelons of uh, European rugby and that's clearly where the club would like to be again next season. Does it help that it's the Ospreys as well? They don't really need to build this game up. Ospreys, local derby, place in Europe at, uh, at stake. Yeah, look, they're great games, aren't they? Ordinarily, um, you know, just a round-robin game. It's a, one of the big fixtures of the season for both clubs when they're at home and and we look forward to the challenge of playing away as well. And to have this uh, added game against the Ospreys, there's, there's a lot of motivation for both sides, I would imagine. It's been a unique situation because two months ago we were talking about the possibility of the two teams merging. That's gone, but now you're playing for a team in Europe, isn't it? Funny how things go round. Oh, yeah, it is. But, you know, the players and management, we just focus on, um, you know, what we can control. And obviously that is uh, preparing a side and, and going out and hopefully playing um, some good rugby. And 
I think we've prepared pretty well for this one. It's more of a mental challenge, I think, for both teams, and it'll be interesting to see how both sides approach it. A couple of times we've asked you, this might be your last game, this might be your last game, this is your last game. How do you reflect on it now and looking forward to going out with a win? Yeah, look, if you had said to me five years ago, your last game would be the Ospreys, and it'll be a, a potential promotion for the Ospreys and a, and a relegation, if you like, for the Scarlets. Um, yeah, I probably wouldn't want to be in that position, but we are, and it's a, it's a very good challenge, as I say, for both teams, and both teams wanting the, the same result, I guess. Reflections, you've enjoyed it here? Yeah, immensely so. Not only, uh, obviously, being accepted in the community the way I have been, and obviously... I really enjoyed living in the in the local community, making a lot of friends outside of the rugby community as well. So really happy with the move and yeah, it'll be sad, but it's sort of one that we're reflecting on this week actually just quietly. Yesterday was the last sort of Monday, this is the last Tuesday in terms of rugby training with the boys and you know, as coaches and management, we just love being with the boys because we're just old players really. And so, yeah, I will um, look back with fond memories of my time here and obviously winning the championship and back-to-back finals and, and getting through to the semi-finals of Europe was proud moments for the group and I think all in all it's been a, a pretty happy time obviously disappointed with this season and uh, this result in this game uh, on the weekend be a nice way to go out with a win we'll just see what happens on the weekend could be 3-0 this time couldn't it it, it is simply all about the result 100% it is about the result but uh, the weather looks like it's going to be okay and we certainly don't want to be sucked into the game we played last time where it became a kicking fest and I don't think anyone at the ground enjoyed it. Uh, one of those games where we went off script and at the time we, we looked at that and, and I don't think we'll be going off script this week. How important is it is this an occasion? You've obviously got two sets of fans there who want to fill the ground as much as they can. It's the local derby. Oh, look, I'd love to see it filled. Personally, there's just uh, it's brewing for a, a great occasion. Uh, whether the fans get behind it or not, time will tell, but certainly be nice to see a, a big crowd there and a great occasion. You're listening to the Principality Welsh Rugby Union podcast. Halfpenny's missed much of the season through injury, so he's certainly looking forward to it. A massive game on the weekend. We know it's at stake. As a team, you know, as players, that's where we want to be playing. It's, uh, you know, a huge occasion for the club as well to be playing in the Champions Cup. Uh, yeah, the history between the Scarlets and Ospreys. It's, uh, yeah, huge exciting as well. These are the sort of games that you enjoy, local derbies with the regions? Yeah, of course, as players, yeah, these are the ones you, you look forward to. And, you know, the derbies are, and with what's at stake as well. So, um, yeah, the, the team are hugely motivated to go and, and do well this, this weekend. The season really hasn't gone uh, how we would have liked, really. But, yeah, it's an opportunity now for us to, to go out and, and put a performance in and, and play well and finish the, the season on a high. As players, you want to be playing in the Champions Cup, testing yourselves against the best teams in Europe and huge for the club as well and obviously for fans as well. You come back in March, how are you feeling fresh? you played most games. Feeling good you know, physically and no, no reactions or anything from the injury. So, yeah, I feel like I'm... I'm over that now and uh, and put that behind me and, and really enjoying just being back on the field and being out there with the boys. The Scarlet's missed a lot of players like yourself all through the season. How much are you going to be able to this weekend sort of show what hasn't been there this year? At times I think we feel like we've shown you know glimpses of what we're capable of. In part we've played how we want to play but probably not for the full 80 really so um, it's a chance now on, on the weekend for us to put a 80 minute performance in and it's a huge game, it's a huge occasion. Well, scrum half Gareth Davis is pleased to have this challenge before concentrating on a busy summer with Wales. Big game from us from a 
you know, from a club point of view, you know, we all know how important it is um, for us to be playing um, at the top flight of European rugby next year. So, you know, we've got a couple of weeks to get ready for it, and um, you know, now the week is finally here. You know, we are ready to go. What's it been like, you know, not necessarily knowing when you play, and obviously the last game was three weeks ago. What's it been like as a player? Yeah, it's been too bad. You know, we've been taking away training hard quietly, and. Um, you know, we all watched the Saudis dance game the weekend, so as soon as that game was over, you know, we, we knew then that we got a, a full week to prep for this game and you know, like I said, we've been training hard the last couple of weeks to um, prepare for our next game, whether it was this weekend or in a couple of weeks. So I think um, that we're all fairly happy that it's this weekend so we can, you know, really get into it. Local derby against the Ospreys I did uh, and I placed in Champions Cup on the line there's a lot on, the, on this game. Yeah, you know, it's a massive game for both both clubs, you know, um, you know, like I've already said, you know, it's important for us to be playing uh, at the top flight of European rugby. So we've been in it for the last couple of years and it's important for the history of the club that we uh, continue to be playing in that competition next year. Gone well in the last couple of years in Europe, especially last year, you know, making the semi-finals. But uh, this year hasn't quite gone our way. We're desperate to get back in it for next season. Hopefully we can give, uh, give the competition a good crack next year. In terms of uh, Wayne's last game, some of his uh, legacy here. He's been great with us for the last couple of years. And you know we've spoken as players that you know we owe it to ourselves and owe it, owe it to the coaching staff that are moving on that we, you know that we finish in a high. So you know I'm sure you'll see um, players players we can really give them um, 100% on the weekend and hopefully finish in a high for them. Given that you've got such a busy summer, would it be quite nice to finish a couple of weeks ago and get yourself ready for that? It's not a bad fixture to be playing in against the Ospreys. You know I love playing in these big games against uh, one of our biggest rivals. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, we've had a good couple of weeks prep for it, so we're feeling confident, quite confident going into the game, and hopefully we can finish on a high. So that's quite a game to look forward to on Saturday evening. It's also been a week where a new man in charge has been appointed at the Dragons, Dean Ryan leaving the RFU to take the director of rugby role at Rodney Parade. He spoke to Rob Cole. I think it's a bit about what I missed. I don't think I come here just to do head coaching job hmm. because I've had those in the past. I've become incredibly frustrated with people who sit on boards and take decisions that don't understand rugby. But that's not to say I've gone into a governing body where I missed week to week. So I don't think it's turning back on things. It's finding something that I've got excited, I think gives me back the ability to go and compete with people and stand in a sports environment. But more importantly, I think I've got the right sort of forum to make some of the changes which have frustrated me in the past. Mm. I think very clear when I left Worcester that I was incredibly frustrated about the board and particular elements of the board and that I didn't have confidence. And I think you know, people have seen that as a criticism. I think we get sacked pretty quickly in this job. I don't think it's, uh, we're coming to a generation where we might not have enough of of either owners or boards and, mm. and I think that was a situation I don't see that as a negative I learned that at Gloucester now as the situation is about can I create the right environment where I can be at my best I can influence in the areas that I think I've got expertise and can I learn from other people like David so I don't think it is about that it's about this is something which I've done all my life mm. and I miss it and I've talked to people in I miss getting off a bus I miss standing with 35 people ready to go what I didn't miss was somebody having an opinion that I didn't think was valid and I didn't think was relevant to supporting the team this has given me a chance to talk to some people in a different way and, and have a level of influence in some different environments and still get excited about getting off the bus getting ready to compete Well this is a big challenge but you've come out of a challenging time at the RFU too haven't you? Well, so they tell me. It's all relative, isn't it? It's still got a huge amount of revenue and they're 
shaping that to go in a very different direction and that's the challenge for others. It's my challenge is here now is a pretty significant one but I'm probably at a stage of my career where that excites me more than, than anything else and that's why it's can I get the right environment before I get in. As I'm, I say I, I wouldn't be here if this was just about a head coach role because I don't think you would be able to influence enough to be able to make a difference and I'd be sat in front of you guys every week telling you something. I don't think we get the, to the end of I genuinely think this has a chance of getting somewhere and getting to the end, then it's worth doing. There's a lot of good young talent here. They obviously won the regional age grade under 18. And you look at Basham and Greggins and, and so on. You've seen a lot of good young players come through in mm -hmm. England. Is the talent comparable on both sides of the bridge? I think it is comparable. It's probably at different stages. I think the academy process accelerates physical development, sometimes not always for the benefit. And then sometimes it starves it of opportunity. I think the playing structure, and I've worked for a long time within the union to try and create a more sustainable second tier competition so that the conveyor belt isn't throwing good players physically ready up to something that there isn't actually enough space to play in. And I still think that's a piece of work that is, is ongoing. Those conversations at the moment are, you know, are about what does the future look like? What does 13 teams, what does integration with the championship look like? They're all key elements of making the best of uh, the talent that, that in England. I think here is slightly different. You've got more opportunity. There isn't as much resource into that younger group. So it has to sort of physically develop over a longer period of time. And extremely expensive process to run academies. And I think we've got to look at how we, we make the best of the academy region and how we make the best environment for them to come in because I think opportunities here that's my impression within the Pro 14 opportunities definitely here and it's here for the Dragons because I think opportunities will be a central thread of whatever we build we need to create opportunity over the next 12-24 months to have something in 2-3 years because this isn't a recruitment build club the squad for Wales under 20s has also been announced for the World Rugby Championships in Argentina. Wales in a tough group with the hosts, defending champions France and also Fiji. Coach Gareth Williams explained how they're preparing. The first three weeks are really tough where we took the boys uh, physically and that's you know, exactly where we wanted to be. So we move now into a little bit of a different phase and with it being so close to actual travelling, the extra detail in the rugby... Everything's been based on rugby, but the amount of running the boys have done and where they've developed to physically is, is exciting. But we really add in the detail in now with less than three weeks out from the first game. So, yeah, we're really happy where we are. We play against England next week behind closed doors training match, and you know, that'll be another stepping stone for us in the planning that we've done. Playing against England is never just a training match, and I suppose especially after events up in Colwyn Bay this year. Yeah, no, we did similar against South Africa. Came over a few weeks ago, and we, you know, we had a training match against uh, them. It'll be a slightly different structure against England, where it is more controlled, and they do have a different squad. They've got their Premiership boys available to them. Um, yeah, like you said, it's a big part of the stepping stones that we put in place um, in our build-up to go into Argentina so we're looking forward to it. We'll focus on who you have got in a moment but first of all a word about Tane Basham who misses out through injury. Yeah it's um, you know it's disappointing but Tane is very much you know well and truly along the way on on his development path really so um, he has played a starring role in the World Cup already um, from a Welsh point of view so um it fits in with Tain to have the surgery early and it gives him a good period for his rehab and gives him an excellent pre-season 
opportunity now with the Dragons. So, you know, it's the best thing for Tane. We didn't even look into the possibility of could we see him through the World Cup and then operate at the end of it. It's it's what's best for Tane. And with anything with development, it's you know what's best for the individual. That's key. Disappointed for us as a squad, as a team, but we're very fortunate in the back row in who we can select from, and uh, we still go there with a very strong contingent from that side of it. You've got quite a few players with regional experience, which is presumably going to be the backbone and a lot of the side who did so well at under-18s level two years ago. Yeah, there's um, quite a balance to the team of boys who can still be part of this programme uh, next year as well. So it's quite balanced from that point of view and you know the regional experience is great to include in it. But there's also that challenge for those individuals who have regional experience. What we want are the best players in the world playing for Wales and this is part of their challenge. You know, we've got... Tian Thomas Wheelow's done really well with the Ospreys when given opportunity this year, but uh, you know, he's going up against his peers, against his own age group, and challenging uh, the other nations on that front. To take him as an example, if he comes through as we think in five, six years' time, he may well be facing the same players. He's had that experience of like for like, if you like, in this uh, championship. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's had brilliant exposure with the Ospreys this year and has played a big part in his um, development at this stage, and, and now it is that. Uh, very individual challenge of going out and one leading us as a Welsh team in with the stature that he holds within the squad but also going out and challenging those players that hopefully we see him uh, playing against and dominating in years to come on uh, on the international stage. So let's hear from Osprey centre Tian Thomas Wheeler who's been playing for both the Ospreys and Wales under 20s this season. It's good to be wanted, I suppose, but um, I'm just focused on the 20s now because uh, we've, we've got a big tournament coming up. When you're playing those games, though, do you think ahead to the 20s? Here I am playing amongst the people a lot older than me. I've got that 20s experience where I'll be back against people my age. Yeah, well, obviously, it's, it's good to play your own age, a bit more experience than a couple of the other boys, but it's just, for me, it's just game by game. Just don't focus too far ahead, just focus on the next match. In terms of the 20s, I mean, you might be playing with Max Weller, mightn't you? So that's a pretty sizable centre partnership, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, 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 it could do well. Obviously, it depends on selection for the games and stuff. But yeah, the boys have been training really well, so we're looking forward to it. What do you take out of the France game and the, the Six Nations Championship in particular? Obviously, your opponents coming up as well. We've had the experience of playing against them now, and we know what they bring. They bring a big physicality. And we've obviously played against them the last couple of years in the Six Nations, so we know what they're going to bring. It was just all about us, really. Argentina as well, they're hosts, so they're going to be up for it. Yeah, they'll be passionate, no doubt, but um, if we get our jobs right, then we'll do well. You've got those two massive games up at the front, and then Fiji towards the end. I mean, that's a pretty physical final game. You think you're going to relax, you're not going to. No, no, I know. Fiji will bring something different we haven't seen before, obviously. They're um, genetically big guys, but... I think we, we back ourselves with our physicality. How important is this springboard going into the professional game afterwards to have had this experience against the best in the world at your level and then next year presumably you're going to be looking to kick on against people who, who are just older than you, bigger than you, you're trying to make a mark? Yeah, I suppose it is a bit different, obviously playing against your own age and then it's probably a lot quicker but then moving up then it's more of a physical battle so you can't look too far ahead. So plenty to pack in this week. More of the same next week on the Principality National Reunion Podcast. Until then, goodbye.